The Playmakers blog presents Fire on High. Featuring your host, Tyler O. What's going on, everyone? You're tuning in to the Fire and High podcast. I am Tyler Orzinski, and this is Tyler's 10 Tips for Week 7. The whole point of these podcasts is to deliver you concise fantasy advice in under 15 minutes. So let's dive in. Tip 1. Start Daryl Henderson running back Rams with confidence. At first glance, the matchup isn't great for Henderson. We know the Bears' defense is good, but this isn't the Bears of 2018. While they have certainly been elite against the pass, second in DVOA, they have been a bit susceptible against the run so far this year. Still good, but a lot closer to average. I would say they've been above average against the run. On paper, the Rams' strength is running the damn ball. Pair that with the fact that the Rams are home favorites, six-point home favorites, and have a real hard time telling anyone that Henderson isn't going to have at least a decent week. I wouldn't expect the world... He's cleared 22 fantasy points in three of the last five and has double digits in four of the last five, but he should be rock-solid RB2. Henderson is also the go-to guy in the green zone. The green zone is half the red zone, so the 10-yard line in. He's seen 16 touches in that green zone. That's more than Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, Tyler Higbee, and Robert Woods. Combined, he has the goal line job locked down, and that is a very good thing for fantasy I know you're going to see Daryl Henderson against the Bears. It might be a little bit scary. I'm saying you start Daryl Henderson this week with absolute confidence. Don't let him sit on that bench. He's going to have a good week. Tip two is going to be acquire Tyler Lockett. He's coming off a bye and two down games. There is a lot of hype surrounding DK Metcalf, deservedly so. But I still consider Tyler Lockett a good buy-low candidate for that reason. Coming off a bye, two down weeks, and DK is getting all the hype. I think both these guys are top 12 options. While I would give the nod slightly to DK Metcalf going forward, I even have these guys in my top 10 going forward. Lockett right now is sitting at wide receiver 15. There's a chance somebody owns Lockett or rosters Lockett, I should say, and they're not viewing him as a top 10 wide receiver going forward. If that is the case, go out there and get yourself some Tyler Lockett. This offense, like Russ, is absolutely cooking. You want these two pass options going forward. Tip number three is roster and possibly start to Michael Hasty. Let's start with the reason why this is. Mostert is out. Kevin Coleman still hurt. And Jeff Wilson is also hurt. All three of these backs are battling injuries, which leaves us to... The fifth back is now their second back in Jermichael Hasty. Yes, McKinnon is a starter, but he's only seen over a 65% snap rate in one game this season. We know the 49ers like to use a bit of a committee. We also know that the second running back on this offense does have fantasy value. Jermichael Hasty, because of injury, luck, what have you, is now that second running back. He did have nine carries last week, and I thought he looked pretty damn good. I definitely want him on my roster as the second back. He's even a decent start in a pinch. I have him as a low-end RB3 this week, a bit over his consensus. You know, he'd have to be in a pinch to start him. But I think you could do much worse than Jermichael Hasty in this matchup, getting 10 to 12 carries on this great rushing offense. At least get him on your bench. Tip number four is going to be acquire DJ Chark. The time is now to grab DJ Chark. 
He's had a few down games, battled some injury, and coming into week seven, he is your wide receiver 31 on the year. Surely a disappointment for those rostering him. While he's just a low-end wide receiver two this week, and then he gets his bye in week eight, there's a real string of juicy matchups coming up from weeks nine to weeks 15. There's six games there. Five of those six games are against below average pass defenses. They're all great matchups for the Jags. They're great matchups for DJ Chark. Last week, he's coming off a bit of an injury. He plays the Lions. He's running routes on 90% of dropbacks. He had a 33% target share and over 200 air yards. Just because the box score didn't pop out doesn't mean he wasn't being used as an elite wide receiver. He's still being used as the alpha wide receiver. The peripherals are there. He's a clear top 24 option going forward for me. I would even venture to say a top 20 option. And sitting at the wide receiver 31, the person rostering him views him as such, thinks he's a bit of a bust. Go out and get DJ Chark. He closes out the year strong. He's exactly the kind of guy that I want to get on my team down the stretch. Tip number five is start Jamal Williams. Packers game against the Texans. It's a 57-point over-under that translates to 30 implied points for the Packers side of the ball. Vegas thinks the Packers will be scoring early and often. While this absolutely sets up as an Aaron Jones smash fest, we could see the Packers turn to Jamal Williams in this game as they have in the past few. Jamal Williams does have a 50% or higher snap rate in the last two games. If Tanyan, their new star tight end, doesn't suit up, he's legit questionable, there's also room for Jamal Williams to contribute through the air and on the ground. 10 to 14 touches against this Texans defense, giving up the third most points to backs. Things are lining up well for Jamal Williams. He's a low-end RB3. I have him a bit above hasty, but still, again, in a pinch with buys or injury, what have you. Jamal Williams is a rock-solid RB3 going into this week. Tip number six, start Rob Gronkowski. With the unfortunate injury to OJ Howard, Gronk is in the streamer discussion. Currently in my tight end 13, could possibly be tight end 12 as we get closer to Sunday. Bruce Arians, for some reason, decided it was time to unleash Rob Gronkowski, the pass catcher, as he's been primarily used as a blocker up to this point. In week six, he ran a route on 77% of the passing plays and had a 30% target share. While that 30% target share will surely go down, he's still running a lot of routes, he's still getting targets, and you know, you can't sit here and ignore the Gronkowski-Brady connection. Again, in a pinch, you need to stream a oh, tight end. Gronkowski's on the waiver wire. Plug him in with confidence. I like him a lot this week. Josh Jacobs. So tip number seven is going to be bench Josh Jacobs. And that is going to be under the stipulation that he misses some, if not all, of his starting offensive line. Trent Brown has been put on the COVID list. And because of that, all the rest of the offensive linemen on the Raiders have been sent home because they've been around a guy who's positive for COVID. This is definitely something we have to monitor. If most of these linemen come back, you can probably start Jacobs. The, the matchup's terrible. The Buccaneers' run defense is arguably the best run defense in the NFL, third DVOA and first in terms of yards allowed per carry. You don't want to start a running back against the Buccaneers, period. And then you add in the fact that the Raiders might not have any of their starters on the offensive line. It's bad. So let's just say two scenarios here. The Raiders have all backup linemen in here against this Bucks. I'm sitting Josh Jacobs. I know he's good. I know he's going to get volume. I would probably have him outside of my top 30, right around that Jamal Williams range. I know it sounds wild, but that's, that's where I have him. That's what I'm saying. If, for example, only a couple of the linemen are out, you can still start Josh Jacobs, but just temper those expectations. Anything 
above a wide a running back two week would be very impressive for me. If he finishes in the top 15 with a decent offensive line, I would be shocked. He, he's, he doesn't have much of a ceiling this week. The Bucks are just too good. you got to bench Josh Jacobs. At the very least, temper those expectations. Tip number eight is start Marvin Jones or drop him. So eight different wide receivers have cleared 90 yards against the Falcons this year, and the Falcons allow the fifth most fancy points to wide receivers. While this is a smash spot for Galladay, this is a make-or-break-it game for Marvin Jones. If you've already dropped him, I can't blame you. But if he's still on your roster, if Marvin Jones is still on your roster and you can't find a way to squeeze him in your lineup, just drop him. It's that simple. Tip number nine is start and possibly acquire Dalton Schultz. The question I asked myself, whether we what we saw out of primetime Dalton in his first game as a Cowboy was indicative is what to come. After thinking on that, I've decided he is undoubtedly a downgrade from Dak. Surprise, surprise. But I think he does improve upon this performance. We saw 54 pass attempts out of Dalton in this game. And this defense is still absolutely terrible. The Cowboys are going to have to pass. While 54 is likely a bit high for what we should expect per game from Dalton. 40 to 45-ish pass attempts from Dalton in the game is a very fair expectation. With that said, I am not out on Dalton Schultz. Start him. And if you aren't happy at tight end, I would try to acquire Dalton Schultz. He's a low-end tight end one in this week and going forward. Especially this week, the Washington football team gives up the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position. Look for that Dalton to Dalton touchdown this weekend. Tenth and final tip is go acquire Deontay Johnson. You've heard this tip before, but I'm going to pound the table again. Although we have seen an incredible Chase Claypool breakout, people are forgetting about Deontay Johnson. What I saw in week one and two out of Johnson was enough for me to stick by him throughout this whole injury process. He had a 30 plus percent target share in both of those games. While I don't expect that 30% target share to stick around with the emergence of Chase Claypool, a target share in that 23 to 24% range is more than doable. He is locked into wide receiver three value. If somebody has Deontay Johnson on the roster and doesn't view him as such, go get him. And no, I am not concerned about James Washington. You look at the snap counts from week one and two, Washington was not much of a threat for Deontay Johnson. That's all we have today for Tyler's 10 tips for week seven. Follow me on Twitter at FFTylero. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.